Hi, everybody. This is Nancy Miller for My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today, my special guest is Cleonake Hilsaka. She is an illustrator from Honduras based in Savannah, Georgia. She's the illustrator of the picture book Rat Fair by Leah Rose Kessler, published by POW Kids Books. Hi, Cleonique. How are you doing today? Hello, I'm doing well, Nancy. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it is my honor to have you as a guest. And for those who are listening, I had the pleasure of meeting her at through the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators um, because we're based in the same area. So I'm so glad that we got to meet and chat and then I could invite you to be a guest. So um, I wanted to have the audience learn a little bit more about, you know, how you became an illustrator. Um, so did you want to go ahead and share that? Yeah, so I was interested in the arts since childhood. I played the piano, sang in a choir, wrote poetry, and drew my favorite cartoons in class and at home. I didn't actually realize art could be a career until I attended a college fair where I found out about different artistic paths, including illustration, which I was most drawn to. I started working on a portfolio with the help of my father who got me drawing books and art supplies, as well as art magazines like Juxtapose and High Fructose, my biggest inspiration of what art could be. I was self-taught until I attended college at the Savannah College of Arts and Design, where I graduated from the, with a BFA in illustration and a minor in graphic design. Well, that's um, that's fantastic, you know, and you've done so much beautiful work um, that um, you've done a lot of wide variety from children's books to art licensing. You've even done work that's gone on um, different kinds of board games. You do also um, work for um, shows, art shows and exhibits. Um, I was curious, like of all those things, um, because of our conversations we've had, um, why did you decide that you wanted to focus in on children's books? So I didn't grow up reading children's books, but stumbled upon them in awe as a teenager in a small bookstore in Honduras, where I purchased my very first picture book, Noche Sin Luna, Night Without Moon, written by Shira Guerin and Edgar Queret and beautifully illustrated by David Polonsky. Since then, I have loved this beautiful medium and dreamt for years of making my own one day. Um, when I received my very first picture book, Rat Fair, written by Leah Rose Kessler and published by Pow Kids Books, I knew it was time to find a literary agent. And that's when my career in picture books started. I applied to my dream agency for the third time in my career, uh, T2 Agency and was offered representation with agent Nicole Togo, which I accepted very excitedly. I have since worked on many amazing projects, as you mentioned, uh, especially the board game, one of the, mm -hmm. my biggest projects in my career. And I'm very excited for what's to come. It's fantastic. And I know that um, you, you are actually planning to um, attend graduate school because we've had conversations about this mm. as well. Um, you're, um, could you share like how you decided that you wanted to pursue um, 
a master's degree, kind of also like, where did you narrow down what programs you were interested in? And then what led you to go and um, attend Well, you're starting in August and actually going to go ahead and choose that program to study at? Of course. Um, so after a decade of working as a designer and freelance illustrator, I felt I had reached a point in my career where I was ready to grow again as an artist. I mean, even though I have taken workshops and classes like schoolism and domestica over the years to learn new skills, I missed being in class with fellow artists, being challenged by my professors and surrounded by a creative community. Illustration can be a fairly lonely, isolated um, career. So I was very much looking forward to being in a school setting again. I decided to apply to only one program and really work hard on my application for it. So the program that I chose, which I believe is very exciting and well-rounded is the MFA in Illustration and Visual Culture at Washington University in St. Louis, where I will be attending as a Sam Fox ambassador this fall. Awesome. And then we've had conversations that you're interested in focusing in on um, besides illustrating the writing. And you kind of mentioned to me like what, how that program kind of brought that in. Would Could you share that with us? Yes. So the program has a focus in authorship as well as curatorial practices. And I was interested in becoming a better researcher for my work, mm. learning to find inspiration, stories, and history in, in areas where I, in, I would like to work with, like for example, uh, Mesoamerican folklore and mythology, uh, Honduran history, as well as in general, Latin American culture, so I was very interested in being challenged by this program to go back to my roots and, and reaching out to who I was as a child, how I grew up and, and learning to write these stories with care and with good research in a way that my intended audience, which would be Latin Americans and the world. So to share our stories and our in our culture um, to be done well. So that's why I'm very excited to be part of a program where I will be challenged to write and illustrate my own stories. Wonderful. And then I was wondering, what is your preferred um, media that you like to work in for your illustration work? So my preferred work medium for client projects is digital. I work with Procreate on my Apple iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil. And it has been great for revisions, for keeping a consistent workflow and consistent art style. But in my own time, I've been working a lot with watercolors and ink and pencil and pencil colors for gallery shows at Giant Robot and Gallery Nucleus and ABV Gallery. And I've been more interested in growing increasingly interested in creating traditional picture book work, which I don't feel as confident yet in doing, but I hope through my studies and my grad, grad, grad program that I'll be able to 
get to a place where I am able to create consistent traditional art for picture books. But until then, my preferred medium is digital. And hopefully in the future, it'll be a combination of media, wet and dry. Very nice. So I was wondering, you do an amazing job with your social media presence, like um, both on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And I was wondering if you could kind of like go back in time and tell us a little bit about when you first started your social media accounts and how you grew them. Or was there anything that you found that um, your audience responded to? Mm -hmm. Thank you. I treat my social media accounts as business accounts and always have, and I've always thought sought to remain professional on them while still sharing glimpses of myself and my life that may relate to my creative career, such as museum trips, books I'm reading and being inspired by, and more. I, from my experience and what has worked for me, I recommend sharing work in progress, not just final artwork, as well as your sketchbooks, supplies you may use, and your workspace. Everyone is interested in knowing how we make our work, whether they're artists or not. Participating also in online events can also bring a lot of interest to your work. Being part of these communities and celebrating them throughout the year can also not only help others to celebrate together, but also for you to share yourself, your work and who you are as part of these communities. I also believe more than anything that to make to have a, a successful online presence, um, making your accounts personal and unique to what your work is about and who you are as an artist um, is most important while still seeking to reach your intended audience, whereas they're art directors or parents or you know fellow artists. Um, I think that's the most important, doing what you think is best for you and your work. Well, thank you for that advice. Um, were there any tips specifically that you would recommend for somebody who wants to grow their audience um, in terms of being a professional illustrator? Like, it, I didn't know if they're like, does it matter how many times did you post or like, or, you know, certain hashtags or things like that, that you found helpful? Yes. Um, I found that one of the most popular hashtags at the moment, which was created last year is Kidlit Art Postcard. So for this event, you post, you create a postcard every month and you share it on the first Thursday of every month. The postcard, uh, project I believe started since COVID so because we could not there were people our art directors and editors were not in the office therefore the only way to reach them was through email uh, hopefully pitch events but the postcard hashtag event allows us to share a digital postcard that agents art directors and editors can browse on Twitter LinkedIn uh, Instagram Facebook and find your work. So what I recommend for these postcards is to have a beautiful piece of art and include your information, your name, your website, your email, and your agent's information. Post what you're available to do. Do you want to do covers, picture books, um, board books, 
graphic novels. This is a great hashtag event to participate in, as well as uh, I participate in the Latin pitch events in the fall that happen every year, where I promote my work as an illustrator. And I have also promoted my own pitches in the past for, for potential picture books and graphic novels. Um, I also don't recommend posting, uh, focusing more in, on posting a lot every week. It's not, it would be ideal mm -hmm. uh, to be honest, but uh, the most important thing, the most important focus for you should be your work. You should focus on creating great work that you can share, moving your career forward and growing as an artist. And sometimes that means not posting very often. Engagement is very hard to maintain, but I believe that as long as your social media accounts are strong in the work that you're putting out and how you are sharing it, I think that's what's best, even if it's not as often. So I definitely believe that quality over quantity will go further in sharing our work to those who need to see it. Great advice. So my next question was, how do you manage um, having this, you know, career as an illustrator and, um, you know, all the other things that you do in life? How do you manage your work-life balance? So I try to be as organized as possible. I use Notion to manage my calendar and projects and deadlines, mm -hmm. as well as my Hobonichi Weeks Journal and any weekly journal would work to manage my weekly deadlines and tasks. I work between 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. during the week on client projects and paint and work on personal projects during weekends. So I do work a lot, but mm -hmm. I take breaks throughout my workday where I read or play video games or just rest, play with my pets, mm -hmm. take a walk. But I also spend time with my loved ones on evenings and weekends. I also do my best to take care of my body by eating well, staying hydrated, and working out to, and stretching a lot to remain healthy throughout what I hope will be a lifelong career. I believe that the most important part is if your body needs it, take that break. Um, don't reach burnout and take care of your hands, take care of your back and your neck and your mind and your eyes. And that deadline is pressing, um, whether they're imposed by you or your clients, but your body's more important because you want this to be a lifelong career. There is, I never shy away from asking for more time. Communication is key, I believe, in maintaining a successful career and work-life balance. Thank you for sharing that. And I was wondering, are there any current projects that you're working on that you could share with us? Of course, I am currently working on two picture books to be released 2024. Dream Submarine, written by Charlotte Gunnifson and published by Candlewick Press, is a wondrous picture book that takes readers on a journey through the world's oceans at nighttime. The second picture book, Sleep Little Dozer, written by Diana Murray, and published by Penguin Random House is an adorable sleepy time book about construction vehicles. I hope to and look forward to sharing these books with you all next year. <laughs>
Well, that sounds amazing. And so with those two projects going on, um, and they're very different topics from each other, can I ask, like, you know, do you have to switch your brain a little bit between like what you're working on? Because it's like one is like the I'm the little vehicle, little, the dozer, but then the other one sounds like it's uh, much more of a kind of this natural uh, underwater kind of um, story. So does that take a little bit of time to switch back and forth? Are you, or are you working on just one for one day or do you work on both of them on the same day? No, I definitely need to do a, a little break time between both of them. So what I usually do, and they do overlap, they have overlapped a good bit, is that I take almost a week per book. So I might tackle per deadline. So if I have ske sketches due for one book, I'll tackle those first and then switch to my other deadline for the next book. But if I do have overlapping deadlines, I have been taking it at the very least one day on one book, one day on another. But more so, I like to dedicate an entire week to getting a bulk of work done for one book and then another week to getting the other bulk of another book done so that I'm making better progress on both and being focused on my on my mental state for that book, because they're both very different. One is more uh, realistic, a little bit more realistic, still within my stylistic decisions, but more accurate to what the sea creature should look like. And it's a more detailed book, whereas the other book is more sweet and, and, and there's a lot more freedom in how I depict the characters and the world. So I definitely need to switch mentalities with each book. So I definitely give each of them their own time. And weekends where I work on my personal work is a good moment for me to, to do a complete switch where, whether, but so that by Monday, I'm already ready to take on this new project or new oh, test. Nice. Very nice. So um, that's exciting. You're going to have two books out at the same time. And I was just curious, is there certain things that you have in mind to help promote the books once they're out and they're um, ready to, you know, be shared with the world? Hmm, not yet. I do have a lot of art that I hope I will be able to share, a lot of concept art that I hope to share. Um, but in the meantime, since both, both books are still in progress, I've mostly mm -hmm. been focusing on bringing them to completion. Mm -hmm. But I hope to, I would like to now that there's a lot more freedom with sharing our work and going to events. I hope to attend more book events next year for the promotion of these books. I hope to be present for more events, hopefully reading the books to children in the real life and 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 sharing the book with parents and and other people in bookstores and libraries i really hope to be more present as my very first picture book sadly came out during covid and and 
and the restrictions that were in place. So I'm very excited to see what will be possible for sharing these future books. That's wonderful. Well, I'm super excited for you to have two books out and that is so much, um, you know, excitement and all the work and realization of holding the those copies in your hands that it's going to mm. be super exciting. That's always the best part, actually Yay. holding them. Yeah. And your library, your little personal library will grow with all the work that you've done. And that's amazing that you've done so much in a decade. I wish I was that prolific. <laughs> I was like, it takes me forever to get anything done. Um, but yeah, it's amazing all the things that you've accomplished in um, already in, um, in the past decade. And then what you're going to do um, going to graduate school and beyond. Um, it's just going to be amazing. Um I was wondering, so if you could go back in time to your younger self before you started your art journey and give yourself some advice, what would that be? I think I would like to tell my younger self that everyone's journey is different as yours will be. Don't focus on getting big clients or big projects as others may suggest. Focus on yourself, your dreams, your stories, and bringing these to life instead You'll grow faster and reach much further in your artistic journey in this path. And they'll bring with them their own gifts, opportunities, and the success you wished for. That's what I think I would like to tell myself and any other young artist out there that is thinking, what, what comes next? What's going to happen? What should I do? And I think that you should all focus on yourself. You won't, once you get very busy with projects, you won't have as much time for your own stories and your own projects. So while you're young, while you're experimenting, while you're, while, while you're growing and learning, take that time. It's so precious and it won't, and, and it will be short-lived. So I think that taking advantage of that time where you can do any, anything you want and bring all your stories to life is most important. That's excellent. And is there anyone or anything you're grateful for um, that you wanted to, you know, mention during your um, art journey? Yes, I'm grateful to my parents for supporting my love for the arts in my childhood and my dream studies in my youth. I don't think I would have been in this path at all if I had not had their support. I'm grateful for my cousin, best friend, and fellow illustrator, Carla Castañeda, with whom I attended SCAD with in the same major, and with whom we share our career struggles, provide feedback for each other and daily support and motivation. Community in our careers is most important, and it's also one of the reasons why I'm so grateful to have joined SCBWI. Finally, I'm grateful to my decade-long partner, writer Jesus Costilla, for all the lovely coffees and snacks, patience and support through the ups and downs of my artistic career and with hope I with whom I hope to continue to share the rest of our creative and life journey together um, no one gets anywhere alone so we must do it together that's true and since this is podcast and no one can um, see your work um, in this podcast where can they go to learn more about you and to see your portfolio? You can find my work at cleonique.com, C-L-E-O-N-I-Q-U-E.com and on social media at Cleonique on Instagram, Twitter, Behance, 
Um, so yeah, I hope that everyone has enjoyed um, le learning a little bit more about my work today. And if anyone has any questions or would like to reach out, uh, please do. Um, my email is also hello at cleonique.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Cleo, so much for sharing um, your journey with us today. Um, I found it very insightful, and I wish you the best in your um, journey to get um, your master's degree. Thank you so much, and thank you so much for having me. This is my first podcast interview, so I'm a little nervous, but so, so excited to listen to it once it's out. So thank you so, so much for having me. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to My Creative Life. Bye.